Welcome to Texas Style Coworking. The ranch office is a neighborhood community office that delivers a warm atmosphere with a heavy dose of Southern hospitality. Located in Memorial, Katy, and Baytown, we offer private offices, conference rooms, event space, and much more. Come change things up and check us out. Remember, life is better at the ranch. In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Today, my guest on the show is GBR Roofing Solutions. And I have with me uh, Brandon Williford. Brandon is the owner of GBR. Brandon, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting us up. And then I also have its director of operations, Jason Meffley. Yes, sir. Thank you. Jason, thanks for coming on the show. And finally, I got Joseph Gobert. He's the EHS director. Yeah, and, good morning. Good morning. So uh, glad to have you guys on the show. All right. So GBR Roofing and Solutions, when I first saw that, I thought, well, why do I want to have a roofing company on the show? Although it is definitely a high-risk injury to talk about safety, but you guys are in the oil and gas field, right? Yes, sir. We do a lot of work into the um, industrial complexes. Okay. All right. Well, so, Brandon, since you're the owner, why don't you talk about that? I mean, who is GBR? How long has it been around? You know, what's your story? Yes, sir. Well, the GBR was formed in 2018, but it goes back to 2008. My dad formed a Great Built Roofing. We were actually a residential roofing company out of San Antonio. I was a firefighter, Houston firefighter paramedic. I have been for 14 years. My dad's company exploded. There was a hailstorm in San Antonio. I was doing seven or eight roofs a month. After the hailstorm in 2016, we were doing six roofs a day, six days a week for three years. Okay, so hang on here. And I forgot to tell everybody, we are in Houston at your offices. And you were a Houston firefighter? Yes, a Houston firefighter paramedic. Then you worked for your dad's company in San Antonio, San Antonio. on your days off? Yes, on my days off. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. sorry I interrupted. No, no. Take it from there. So my dad went to go help him. The storm hit and his business exploded overnight. And so I went to go help him. And through that, just fell in love with the roofing, became familiar with it. And then from my experiences within the fire department, I started to implement that to help him grow the business. I saw the where it needed to go and wanted to go into more commercial and industrial. So we went into the Tritoflex as we became working with Triton and Tritoflex, become a Tritoflex applicator. Okay. Hang on just a minute. You're using terms yeah. that you know so, that my audience yeah, doesn't know. Me, so what is it? That sounds important. We went into Tritoflex, and what it is, it provides a safer, smarter solution for roofing. We don't have to do a full tear-off. We can do an application of Tritoflex liquid rubber membrane on top of the substrate. So there's less tear-off. There's less hazards with it. There's no disruption to the tenant of the building. We can come in, and we can spray right away. Now, is this, like, uh, unique to GBR? Or? No, it's actually Tritoflex. It's a worldwide brand. Worldwide brand. Okay. All right. That's why we got us all on here to help. All right. So you became this Triflex distributor or whatever? Applicator through Great Built Roofing. And then so I saw where I wanted to go into commercial and industrial. My business partner, Brian Dillard, he and I formed together and we formed GBR from that to do specifically to work in the commercial industrial space. And from what I want to do is created a company that was just different all around. And my experience is, in fact, we we're talking before the show here, being with safety, I, as a paramedic, I responded to an incident in Houston on Washington where I had to essentially pick up somebody who was laying on the ground after a construction incident. And I had responded and took them to Ben Tomp Hospital. I was in the back of the ambulance with that individual. When we arrived on scene, you know, it was raining. The person with them ran off and I had to deal with that. So when I became a contractor working with my dad on hotels and working commercial space with traditional roofing, 
I wanted to create a company that wasn't going to be what I responded to. I wanted to be a different company where we took care of our guys. Oh, that's a great story. A lot of our safety guys come out of VMS backgrounds. And you said on Washington. Now, of course, this show is heard in 134 different countries. And that may mean there's only one or two in one of those 134. By far, the majority of listeners are in Texas, and actually by far the majority are in Houston. So you said you picked them up on Washington. That's over there in the Heights where they're doing all that massive construction and bringing it all back. Okay, so that's a great vision. That's a great story. And was it just because Houston is the energy capital of the world that you got heavily involved in oil and gas? Or are we talking about... Like refineries and... Yes, sir. It was by chance. Brian and I formed GBR and we worked, actually, one of our first projects was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, working at the BB&T Financial Tower in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, It was on a 55-degree pitch. Oh, wait. So you start this company and you're in Houston and your first job's in North Carolina? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) That's impressive. It was an amazing feat to growth that when we formed, because GBR was essentially from Great Built. So Great Built, we just kind of formed off of uh, Great Built Roofing, which is what GBR stands for, uh, Great Built Roofing. Now, does your dad still have his residential? No, he doesn't. He's retired now. He's in Corpus Christi now. Living a good life. All right. I took over for him, and that's when we took over GBR. We got out of residential completely. You know, I was going to, that was my next question. Okay. All right. Well, we got that story. Jason, where does that put you? You're director of operations. Really, with my role is facilitating the needs of the field, working directly hand-in-hand with our project managers to facilitate any questions or coordinations to make sure that the operations are done efficiently and working with Gobert and our staff officers to make sure they're done safely. That's working with the client, making coordinations with the client, and then internally working with our staff officers to facilitate the needs of the field. On top of that is day-to-day company operations and really working with Brandon and seeing what his vision and his intent is moving this company forward and trying to facilitate that and quarterbacking that. Now, is your background oil and gas? No, sir. No, sir. My background is in the military. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, that's a great background. (laughs) Thank you for your service. What branch? Army, sir. Army. Okay. I got a son who was in the Army and did a tour in Iraq, so I know all about that stuff. So thank you for your service. Okay. So you said you work with Gobert. Probably nobody knows who that is, but I'm sitting here right across from Gobert. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we introduced you a while ago, Joseph. So you go by Joe or Joseph? I go by Joe. Joe. Okay, Joe. You're the EHS director. So what's your background in safety? So I'm going on two and a half years in this specific role with this company. This company gave me my first opportunity to be in this role professionally. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. My background, though, stems from construction, and I did a large stint of my 20s was involved in working in psychiatric units. And that's kind of what got me interested in being an advocate for safety and pursuing a professional career in it. The background with that is working with psych patients involves a lot of humanistic views and aspects where you have to treat an individual with a top level respect in order to get the results that's being sought. How that translates into GBR is that our culture is is a strong belief in the human being. Our safety program is not just based on pointing fingers and saying the individual has to perform a task because it's a rule or a policy or procedure. We believe strongly in providing knowledge and empowering the individuals as a part of this company to be successful performing safe operations. That involves a strong humanistic approach, such as psychological safety, which deals with the human mind and creating comfortable work atmospheres so that people involved in those work atmospheres can be successful. They're not afraid to step forward and provide new ideas or give feedback 
They're not afraid to take risks and become leaders within their scope of work. It also involves a lot of training and development. The department is labeled as S-5 because it's all military-based. S-5 does a lot of work with S-3, which is operations. So you were doing this, you were in the military also? No, I was not in the military. I don't have a military background. Okay, all right. But you have this background in psychiatric hospitals. Yes. Okay. Where did you get the interest in safety? It stemmed from that. A lot of physical altercations occur in that field. You have individuals that don't know how to safely express themselves. They may do it in violent ways. And the approach, the old school approach was to be trained on how to physically place someone in a position where they don't hurt themselves versus having a conversation no matter what that person's mental status may be or diagnosis, right? So you go from physical confrontation to... Basically having that conversation. Calming that person down and creating that safe atmosphere, right, so that they can express themselves verbally versus physically. And it doesn't matter where that individual is in their mental status because we all have the capability to speak or communicate somehow. You just have to learn how that person communicates. Again, that flows into our industry, right, because a big part of our industry is people trying to understand the big why behind something that needs to be accomplished or done a certain way. The definition of safety is, it's a wide range of definitions if you really think about it. As many Many definitions to safety. The most basic one is going home the same way you came I was going to say ours is everyone comes home safe. (laughs) Yeah, everybody comes home safe. So whatever that takes. Yeah. So what does that entail, right? It entails knowing how to do that according to specific processes and procedures. But the big thing is the individual making the decision on their own to follow that path or to follow those processes and procedures. From the top level of the organization, we build that. We flow that down the chain and empower everyone along that scale of, or that ladder to uphold that culture. Have you read my sponsor's book? No. <laughs> it's just natural to him. That's why he was chosen for this role. It was, just, it was just natural to him. We see it in him. Okay. Didn't ask. How many employees do you have? We have 70 employees. 70 employees. Okay. These are the 70 employees who are working on these roofs. Do you use subcontractors? No, we do not. You do not. Okay. You've got your 70 employees, and they're all under the umbrella. Of, I like to say we have 70 families under our umbrella. Okay. My friend Brett Howard from Worley would love you using that. That's his favorite term. He says it's family. Being up on these roofs of these facilities you're talking about, how high off the ground are you? Oh, what, 30 feet plus the average? Yeah, sometimes one story, sometimes six. Yeah, yeah. And some of these buildings are massive. Right now, we're at HFU down in Baton Rouge. Yeah. I believe that's five stories tall, six stories tall. Yeah. Um, and on a pitch. It's yeah, not a flat a, roof, it's on a pitch. When you have that pitch, it just adds that extra variable on there that you've got to control. Right, Jason? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I like the operations scope working with safety. The production still has to get done. But how do we do that in a safe manner so those guys do go home? Okay. Give me some specifics or some examples. or. Oh, I'll give you a great one. So All right. Good. Obviously, this year and last year was the two worst summers so far in the last, let's say, 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Were you talking about weather-wise? Weather-wise, yeah. Okay. Extreme, yeah, it was, extreme it was, heat conditions. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. The thing for me was there's not a lot of information when it comes to specifics to roofers. You can find documentation on working at heights. You can find different measuring scales to determine how to work in the heat based on what the temperatures are. What we did at GBR, we actually created our own chart that basically you can identify where you are working, whatever the ambient temperature is. And based on the calculation that we put together, we determine an actual temperature that involves a worker in a specific workspace. And gauged on that, we determine 
how much work needs to be done. We can determine when to take our breaks. We use that to determine to switch out between work groups so that work doesn't stop, but the crew members aren't overworked. We also track hydration during the summertime. And the big thing about roofing, right, different systems, they generate different heat factors. We have metal roofs, blacktop roofs, we have gravel roofs, TPO, you have reflective roofs. Wait, what's TPO? See, I got myself in a trap there. <laughs> It's a long name. We, yeah, it's a long name. We have to Google it like we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. It's, 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 just, it's, 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 it's a roof system. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't think you want to say that name. No, <laughs> it's a long name. That's why it's TPO. Yeah, <laughs> and then it wasn't just telling the guys, hey, this is a chart, follow the chart, continue work. We had to put together programs and sessions to educate them on how to understand taking a rooftop temperature, how to perform the calculation, how not to overexert yourself in those elevated conditions. For example, if it's 96 degrees at ground level, and let's say we're working on a blacktop roof or even a metal roof, you can guarantee it's going to be about 25 to 30 degrees differential on that Higher. elevated surface. And then you have the heat coming from the the radiant energy coming from the sun absorbed into that roof and then evaporating back into the person who's also generating their own heat through friction and just dealing with the ambient temperature. Now, obviously, they do have technological devices that you can use that can assist. But when you're not trying to spend eight to ten thousand dollars for a unit. The option is to educate, and then you create your own way of doing it. There's actually been a really great exposure for our company within ExxonMobil and Baker Hughes and Dow because we are doing things, and it's not to brag, but I want to brag. We're yeah, doing go things. ahead. We have this saying on our show. Everybody who's regular listeners to this show, they're probably sick and tired of me doing the saying, but there's an old proverb that says, he who tooteth not his own horn may never hear his own horn tooted. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't mind tooting my horn, and I don't mind tooting the horns of the guests that come on. So go ahead. In fact, you just threw out some names. The fact that you work for Baker Hughes and for Exxon, and what was the third one you threw out uh, there? We're in Dow. Dow. I mean, that right there is, is pretty impressive. Amstai. If you don't have all your dots, all your I's dotted and T's crossed with safety, you're not working for these companies. Oh, exactly. no, sir. No. It's golden egg. And ExxonMobil was our stomping ground, right? So that was the first really big introduction for this company as a whole in that space. Actually, Dow right. was. Oh, Dow. Oh, yeah, Dow. I'm sorry. Dow, yeah, Dow, Dow was. Was. For Dow. me, it was Exxon. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. For the company, it was Dow. And they're tough. They're on safety. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's good. We did. We adapted our systems to those environments, right, and made it specialized to GBR. But what was being noticed and what we noticed is that on a grand scale, we were doing things ultimately differently than most contractors in the industrial space. The liability is thrown onto parties down. That's just how it rolls, right? Everything rolls down here. But most subcontractors leaned on the general contractor for support and a program that was already in place. We chose not. So you put your own program in place? We did. And I'd like to say, really, you spearheaded it. We put some together with ExxonMobil, and then when we started working at other facilities, hey, what is your heat mitigation plan? Well, what's your plan? And now these facilities are adopting our plans on the safety side and implementing that across the board for other contractors. Well, wow, that's impressive. Okay, so you speaking of Baker Hughes, in fact, I just had Lamberto Nono, who's North American HSE director. He was just on the podcast a few weeks ago. And then there's another guy on the process safety side that was on my podcast. Oh, it's probably been, I guess it was the first of this year. I lose track of time. But Dan Lebsack, his big thing, and also Lamberto, we talked about the same thing in a podcast. Their big thing is, and the expression that Dan uses is, you've never arrived. 
He says, if you ever walk into your office when he's processing safety, he said, if I ever walk in, sit down on my computer and start looking at all our facilities and everything, say, hey, man, we're good. We're done. You know, he said, you've got to constantly be moving forward. Or as the old saying goes, you're not going forward, you're going backwards. So y'all develop this system. You still, how are you maintaining it? We maintain it. We actually train leadership, field leadership, to assist in managing, uh, for example, the documentation side of it. Right from the administration level, I create the programs, then I work with the operations, starting here right at the top with Jason Meffley, and then it flows down to his field leadership, and they assist, like I said, with like the documentation and implementing those programs. We do have systems in place, you know, digitally to keep track and record of all the documentation we need to, like writing JLAs or incident reporting, keeping track with our SOPs. And then our documents are eternal. They don't just stop, right? You have to continuously reevaluate what you created so you can make it better. And you do that? Yes. Okay. And do y'all use any third parties or? No. No, no we do not. We have a system that Jason can understand. We implemented the military staffing system. Yeah. So if you look at the military staffing system, it dates back prior to the 19th century, right? Then the Napoleonic staffing system which then became the Continental Staffing System. NATO adopted it. But basically, it's our military structure. S1 through S4 is the basis of it. So what is that S1 through S4? What does S stand for? Staff officer. Oh, okay. All right. So these are different ranks. Mm. Yeah, okay. We have different ranks. Even all the way down to the field leadership, we keep them within, ah, within their own ranks. Yeah. So, okay. so it's reported up to the chain. is through their chain of command. No one gets lost in the system. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah. That's fascinating. That's very interesting. We utilize the, essentially a battalion landing team or a, a um, Marine Expeditionary Unit type of staffing system throughout our entire company. So my military background as well as with the fire department, we've combined together. So information and leadership can be transferred back and forth up and down the chain easily. And that's how you do it. Yeah. The one thing I can say, you can say about GBR is that we are not afraid to communicate to the highest level. I mean, Brandon is owner of the company, and he is inviting he wants to know what's going on at all levels. He puts himself in a position to make it comfortable to come and talk to him. We let that flow through the entire system, and we make the environment as comfortable as possible to keep that feedback session going, to keep that high-level communication going at all levels. And then if it's not as effective as we need it to be, we come together and address those types of issues. Okay. I got to ask one last question. You're talking about these high roofs and these pitches. How in the heck do you keep from falling off those things? We use rope. No, we don't use rope. We do, <laughs> we do have uh, specific types of fall protection equipment. Like our most famous one is called the Rattel Hippo Anchor System. It's a dead weight system where you don't have to worry about connecting to over your head anchor points. It's located below the waist at rooftop level, and you can move forward horizontally how you need to do, all in specification with ANSI. Of course, we use harnesses to connect to those devices, but depending upon the type of roof landscape is how we choose to what equipment needs to be used in those operations. Okay. All right. A guy like me would never make it, just too afraid of heights. So, hey, guys, this has really been interesting. I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Anything else before we sign off here? No, just very grateful, all of us are, right, for the opportunity to meet with you. I thank you very much for your level of communication back and forth with us. Like I said, we appreciate it very much. Well, we're going to put your contact info in the show notes your LinkedIn contact info in the show notes. And let's see, Jason, are you on LinkedIn? Yes, I am, sir. I am as well. Okay, all right. We'll put all three of them in there. But this military staffing system, this what you just described, I'm not sure I've had anybody on the show that quite operated that way. It's very interesting. That was worth the price of admission today. So we'll put their contact info in there. We'll put the GBR's 
website address in the show notes. Again, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And to everybody out there, as always, thanks again for listening. Please tell your friends to listen. Post us on LinkedIn and your other social media. Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or there's a review link in the show notes there. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Knowledge Vine's OGGN HSE podcast. Knowledge Vine is your dependable partner for full-service human performance and safety consulting. Knowledge Vine is error reduction at works. And if you want to learn about the most advanced safety technology adapted from the human performance principles of the nuclear and aviation industries, then check out their book entitled Remedy, the formula for an evolving human performance culture. It's available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or wherever you buy your books online. However, for a limited time and while supplies last, my listeners can actually get a free copy of the book if you just reach out to me on LinkedIn and request it. And you can discover more about Knowledge Vine by also finding in the show notes their website link and other contact information. As always, please reach out to me on LinkedIn for any show suggestions on topics or any guests, or if you're looking for a speaker, or if you want a copy of the book, as I just said, and we'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.